Blog Talk Radio. And today we have a special treat for you. We're doing a Facebook Live simulcast at the same time since I get the opportunity to be live with my sister, the beautiful Miss Tanya Roberts. So co-host and co-host are together today. So we are excited. So hey, Sam. Hey, baby. How you doing? I'm just excited that you're here with me. Amen, amen. We are about to just have a ball today because how often do we get to actually do this show together, like side by side, you and me? COVID-19. Like, okay. What? So we're really yes. six feet apart. Okay, it's yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a, this is a ride. <laughs> 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 but, you know, they say that, you know, if you have COVID-19, family members that, you know, you don't have to stay six feet apart. So, Remember that. Uh, hey, so, you know, sisters, that's close family like members. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are planning to have a ball today. Um, even as we discuss and talk about something, you know, that in some ways could be comical and other ways could be a little bit more serious. We wanted to come together today and talk about the new normal mm-hmm. because in the midst of this COVID-19 quarantine stay-at-home order and all the things that have come with it, even between the federal government and the state government fighting over do you stay at home, do you go out, who's in charge, who's got the final say-so and all that craziness that is going on currently, you know, in the political arena, we here down in reality, okay, and in the earth realm, we are experiencing things that, you know, I don't believe will go back to what used I don't to be the so. norm. I really don't think I don't so believe either. it will. No. I believe that we are experiencing a new norm. You know, my brother, um, Tanya's husband, said something yesterday. My husband and I, my husband is visiting me <laughs> in Atlanta for a couple of weeks because, you know, we live in Las Vegas, but I'm in Atlanta working for the next six months or so. And so he's been down visiting me, and so we took a road trip because we had a new whip. New whip. And I do mean new whip. (laughs) So we took a 
a road trip down here to Augusta, which was only a couple of hours away to spend the weekend so with our, our brother and our sister here. I'm so blessed. But anyway, so I was talking to my brother yesterday, and he mentioned that, you know, this may be the era of the end of handshakes forever, you know, and like and hugs and all of that thing. So now the new norm is the elbow bump, you know, some people doing a knee bump, you know, some people just, <laughs> you know, like deuces, you know, Deuces. some people are just like, hey, you know, they are really, really taking that virtual social. hug. Okay, virtual hug. there you go. Right. And taking that social distancing um, arena to a whole new level. Now, I think, Tanya, one of the things that bothers me about it, and I don't have a problem with social distancing. You know, I really, really understand, you know, personal space. I agree. Okay. So I, I respect personal space. I get that. But what concerns me is our youth because they already were mm-hmm. experiencing social dysfunction. That's deep. Okay. That's a good they word. were already experiencing social That's dysfunction. That's a good word. That's a good um, word. I know a few years ago, um, my spiritual daughter came to live with me. And she could be sitting, like, right where my sister is sitting right now. And instead of having a conversation with me, she would text me. <laughs> and I would be like, I'm sorry. Right. Excuse me, you are right here. Right. Talk to me. Right. So why would you text me and you're sitting right next to me? Right. But, you know, that is where our our youth have evolved to in this hour, where they are texting more than they are speaking. So they have really become socially inept of communicating. That's deep. You know, even the language they do, you know, they talk in text. Okay. Yes, they do. They talk in text. Yeah, and, and so, you know, they're they're incapable of sitting down and writing um a story. Like, you know, when we were in school, like I'm a little older than my sister, but when we were in school there was reading, writing and arithmetic. Okay. Mm-hmm. They don't have those three eyes anymore. No, they don't. Okay. And the thing is what's really, really concerning me is that now they have a legitimized excuse for not being in each other's space and communicating. I agree. And so the new norm will be that everybody goes to their own corners. Now, one of the things that I've talked about in um, my Facebook Lives that I've done in the mornings is about, you know, how are you spending that time with your family? Now that you're in quarantine and you're locked into the house together, how are you spending that time with one another? Are you communicating? (laughs) Excuse me. That part of the new norm is this craze of working at home, and people are loving it. People are, some people, let me put it that way, some people are really, really enjoying working from home, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that is now going to be a new normal. Yes, it is. You know, a new normal, the, the over, the upkeep and the, um, the rents and all of these things that some of these companies have been paying, mm-hmm. you, we're going to see that dwindle yes. quite a bit. Yeah. So, but in this, and in being home, and even though the government or the states may be opening up the um, the economy, so to speak, and sending back people back into the workforce, um, there's still those that the school districts in certain areas are closed till the end of the year. So you got a lot of people that will still have to work from home because they don't have anybody to watch their children, okay? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, tell me what you're feeling about this normal quote-unquote, what should be a normality going forward 
in how we are communicating with one another. You know, in this new era of social distancing, how do you see this evolving? You know, I, I'm a little bit opposite than my sister. I'm, I'm a touchy-feely person, and she knows that I love hugs and you know, and I, you know, I, I've always loved stuff like that, and maybe it's just how I love people. I know. <laughs> I know. So much better. Hey, I know. Oh, yeah, I've better. Much better. She's right, because there was a while it was like <laughs> she used to be like social distance. <laughs> okay. Before it was the yeah, same. Like, <laughs> um, I just you know it, it's really scary to me because, like you're saying before, you know, when my children at home. When I was preparing dinner or something, my son would be upstairs, and my son would text me and go, Mom, mm-hmm. you know, what's for dinner? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? You know, you're upstairs, you know. So I, I, I feel like it's giving people now an excuse yes. not to be sociable. Yeah. And I feel like we were already in, in a realm and in a world with the cell phones, with computers and stuff, that people – we're more people like to text more than they like to talk now. Um, mm-hmm, that's true. We we Skype more than we like to visit now. Right. And now that we're doing that, it, it's kind of scary to me because I feel like it's taken away true socialization skills. Right. It was like really weird because you figure we haven't seen each other in months. I mean, Correct. even though we've it's been on the radio, long, we've long, long it's been a long, yeah, long, long like time. over a year probably. You no, know, more than like a couple that. of years, more you than know. several years. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, because of your work and because of my job, and you know, just in us living in different places. Right. But I didn't realize until you guys came down. Wow, how much I truly miss company. You know, we set up, you guys, last night until about to the wee hours. Man, morning. I was like, do you know what job is? It's like 1 o'clock in the morning, just sitting okay. at the kitchen table, just having conversations in general. Right. And we cried and laughed, mm-hmm. you know, and it just, it just felt so good to be able to have right. that. Right. And, um, you know, of course, I was really happy that you brought my brother because yeah. that gave my husband something to do. You know? <laughs> I was like, oh, good, I ain't got to talk. You know what I'm saying? And but she talked. But I talked. She just didn't have to talk to him. No. <laughs> no, but I'll jump aside. And, and I was explaining to you that, you know, because we still work. My husband's in the medical, you know, he's in the medical profession, and I'm, I work at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. So we're both still ethnic workers, and we still work. Mm-hmm. But it's still scary to me because, again, um, I believe in hugs and and laughter and communication is so important it's vital. in our really development right. and, and in our growth. Right. And what scares me now is is that because this is becoming the new norm, um, grandparents and, and even after I believe that this after all this clears up, mm-hmm. you know, are are they gonna get back to hugging each other? Are you know, are we gonna get back to loving each other again? What's the family unit, gonna look the family like? unit really gonna look like? Mm-hmm. And I'm just really kind of concerned about it. I'll I'll just really be honest with you. So that's just my view. You know, um, I think some things will never go back to the way they were. Um, I believe that, you know, we are more socially conscious of disinfecting and and hygiene. (laughs) I promise you. My biggest question has been, um, so y'all wasn't washing your hands before this? It was just like all of a sudden this big push to wash your hands, like, what have you been doing? Now, granted, I didn't disinfect my hands every time I walked out the door or came back in, okay? But washing your hands to me seemed like just a normal thing to do. 
but now there is such a greater consciousness, you know. It's like since my husband was down, it was like walking him through precautionary things. It's like, baby, every time we walk back in the door, if we go somewhere, we walk in, the first thing you do is wash your hands. And then I have wipes and sanitizers, mm-hmm. you know, so that you can disinfect, you know. If this is a new thing. We we have our mask in our car, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So everywhere we go, we have the mask. So we don't have to wear it in our own car. But when we get out the car to go into the store, you and I went to the store earlier. Yeah. First thing we did before we got out the car, mask we put on. the mask on. Mm-hmm. So certain things, I think, will not change. It's like people will at some point become a little more relaxed, but with the idea that even when this, stay-at-home order has been lifted, it doesn't mean that the disease is gone. It means that it has peaked. They've tried to get it under control. Everybody is not getting the vaccination. I'm going to be really, really honest, and that's another topic for us. You will not give me a vaccination for this. And, And I'm really, really serious about that. And it's because of an experience I had to this day. I'm 63 years old. The last flu shot I had was when I was 18 years old. And when they gave me, only time I ever had it, um, my mother was sick, my children were sick, I was in beauty school at the time, half the school was out sick, and so my mother said, well, you know, you're here, you're taking care of us, and everybody around you is sick, you need to go get a flu shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm 18, what do I know? I go to the doctor, at 10 o'clock in the morning, I get the flu shot, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I have a temperature of 105, highest temperature I've ever had, a temperature of 105, and was sick as a dog in that short period of time. I believe Okay. And when I went back to the doctor, what he told me was I had a natural immunity. And when I got the shot, because the shot pumped stuff into you, it tore down my immune system. And that 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 they had in the shot just attacked me. Okay. So again, 18, 63, never had another one. Okay, so I'm not going to get this. Okay, okay. I'm not, and I'm not upset. And, and that's just that. me. Okay, I'm not mm-hmm. telling other people not to do it, but that was my experience. So if I had that experience with a flu shot, and that's a virus, and we're talking about another virus, and no, I'm not doing it. But my point to all of that is this. We still know that it's a virus, so it is still in existence. I agree with that. You see what I'm saying? I agree. So we still have to be very, very precautionary in what we do. So the, the, the washing of the hands, the sanitizing things, when you bring them in the house, you know, the, the um, social distancing, the coming into contact with other people is still going to be a strange thing. And so that's why I'm saying this new normal will still have people at bay. And, you know, it's like when you go to the grocery store now, you work at a grocery store, so you know what I'm saying. They got X's on the floor. You know, mm-hmm. no, you stand here. The next person stands there. Mm-hmm. I went to Walmart the other day, and they had um, barricades up in front of the door. Yeah, they do. And when we drove up and I looked at my husband, I was like, I wonder why they got this off, right? But as I walked around the barricade, I looked down, and I saw the X's on the sidewalk. So then that told me, oh, this is for the social distancing, so that if there was a line going in, they were only allowing so many people in the store at a time, Mm -hmm. and you had to stand six feet apart, okay, as you lined up. Some things, I believe, are going to be in existence for a very, very long time. I do, sis, and when you were talking about – the shot, I'm not going to take that shot neither. And it just, I think what bothers me the most is because I feel like this, in a way, has taken choices away from me. Mm-hmm. 
because of the kind of person that I am and I love to commune with people all the time, I feel more claustrophobic. And even though I'm free, I don't feel like I'm free mm-hmm. to a degree anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said before, I've always been a clean person. You oh, know me, how I keep things clean or whatever. Okay. Just you've gotten better. So just like I've gotten better with my hug, I'm she's here. gotten better. <laughs> this is OCD clean, okay? Baby Jesus. Um, you know, you know that's the truth. Tiff. It is. But, Anytime but, you walked in her house, all you smell was pine saw and bleach. But, you know, <laughs> yesterday when I got home from work, they were already here, and I was so excited, and I was running through the door, and I had to remember that I was at work. Right. So I because couldn't my touch. first thing was, I want to get a hug, right. right? But And I didn't want to touch you right, right then until I went in, showered, right. and everything, because I was so concerned by the environment, even mm-hmm. though, you know, we have to wear masks. Mm-hmm. And now they're making our masks mandatory come Monday. Mm-hmm. And, man, you guys, if you ever had to wear that mask 24-7 when you're doing something work. and you're working, yeah. and what I do is physical, sis, you know <laughs> that, and I'm sweating. You guys, I had to go in the back a couple of times, pull down that mask. I was like, sweet baby Jesus, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make this okay. because I couldn't breathe. Right. I mean, literally. Right. And I wear glasses, you know, mm-hmm. and my glasses so they fall up. Yeah. And I was going through this. So I thought, man, I could not imagine doing this permanently. Mm-hmm. I remember watching movies um, a while back when they when they they visited Earth and Earth was so terrible mm-hmm. and they they had to wear the whole body suit. Mm-hmm. If you remember some of those, recall yeah. some of those movies. Sci-fi movies. Sci-fi well, movies. Sci-fi has come into sci-fi. reality. It has. No, you guys. Yeah. No, seriously. You know, and you know, I was telling, um, I was having to talk to my husband. And I was going, you remember when we used to watch the uh, the Jetsons, mm-hmm. and and um, when somebody rang on the telephone. They will run and go put their makeup on and everything because you can see everything in the house. Right. And now we're there. Yeah. We're in that era yeah. right now. So I'm kind of um, concerned because I feel like this was designed to divide us mm. to a big degree. Mm. And when we're divided, it's hard to gain strength when you're divided. Mm-hmm. So to me, you know that, sis. It was so funny, you guys, when my sister got her car this week, you know, she texted me over the phone, and she sent me some pictures of the car. But I'm sorry, y'all. I couldn't text fast enough. I called her back. I didn't even know what time. It was like 6.30 in the morning. I was like, girl, you know I could not text you what I really had to say. So that car is bad to the bone. You know, we laughed, and mm-hmm. I need to hear you and opposed to just texting you. Right. So, again, I watch children now. Uh, you know, in my neighborhood, they outside playing. They all have masks on, you guys, riding bikes and you know, and, and just different things like that. And, you know, you wave to neighbors, you know, from afar. And it's just really sad to me mm-hmm. because it's not that I felt like the world was getting closer, but I never felt the world, and I'm saying world, please forgive me, you guys, in my where I am being so divided mm-hmm. such as it is right now. So mm-hmm. I'm very much concerned and as everybody, and I hear not just us, but I hear so many people saying, this is going to be the new norm. Yeah. And I'm going, Lord, I need you to help me. Because mm-hmm. even though I'm free in my environment, I still feel so claustrophobic mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it makes me, um, you guys, I have to be honest, it kind of makes me a little fearful. I don't operate under fear. Mm-hmm. I just say it concerns me mm-hmm. that I may not be able to come see you unless I get on the plane with a full body suit on mm-hmm. and, or, or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. So I'll, I'm just really concerned, and I'm really 
especially want to know what everybody out there thinks about this. Because I would love for for some of our listeners to call in or um, um, put something in the chat room or, you know, here on the Facebook Live and just, you know, some comments and let us know what you're feeling. Um, because this is serious. This, this is, is really, really serious. You know, I, I, and you and I have talked about this before as well. I liken this to what happened with the travel industry after 9-11. You know, things never went back the same. And I think we talked about this on a previous show, that once I had gone to the Dominican uh, Republic, and, and it was pre-9-11, and um, it was very interesting to get off a plane, go into a, um, uh, a, a, uh, a airport, and there's, like, armed army people, military people mm-hmm. with AKs hanging on their shoulder and stuff walking around the airport. And that was just like, okay, mm-hmm. that's different. That's like that in Puerto Rico. Fast forward a few months after that, and 9-11 hit, and you could go in any and every airport here in the U.S. of A. and see that exact same thing. And that was when TSA, you know, was heightened, um, how we fly changed, the security precautions we have to go through to get on planes. So that becomes the new normal. I see people in the line now um, going through the checkpoints and where I remember for a few years there was such a – a backlash and pushback of, you know, you're going through my stuff and what do you mean yes. my bottle is over three yeah. ounces? If your luggage is locked, we can click the lock off. Right, and, and all stuff. of that. Right. And there was a great pushback on that. And now it's the new norm. You expect it. You put on shoes that you know you can take well, off. Right, you do. <laughs> and you only shop the little, you only bring the little bitty bottles now. The you already know that. You already know. So, yeah. you know, it is now, it has changed how we handle things, changed how you operate on a plane, changed how you can't stand in line in TSA or on a plane and joke about a bomb or anything like that. Oh, no. You can't do that because you will be arrested. You know what I'm saying? So things change. So I, fast forward to today, and with this pandemic, I believe things have changed forever. Certain been. things will never go back to the same that it was. Now, the fact that I would pray that our leaders, those that are in government, have taken note to this and certain precautions, we ain't calling no names, I'm not pointing any fingers, but certain precautions that have been put in place, in case of this very situation happening, got kicked to the curb a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. then when this thing did happen, it was taken so lightly, you know, that, hey, oh, it's the flu. Hmm. It says that one. And anyway, um, <laughs> so, you know. And because we did not react to it the way we should have at that time, We've got tens of thousands of Americans that have died, not to mention globally hundreds of thousands that have lost their lives. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is that there are quadruple amount of people that have survived it. So I'm, I always have to throw that out there because I absolutely positively don't want anybody walking with that fear factor. My brother-in-law, my actual, my, my husband's sister, her husband, um, have the virus. He tested positive for the virus, and it was like he wanted to just shrivel up, close the curtains, and, and just, you know, he was like that was the end. 
but as I was talking to my sister-in-law and I said, you know, Pam, this is not a death sentence. And you got to tell him this is not a death sentence. You know, he got to get up. Okay. Like, don't just give up. Don't give you up. Know? Get up. And to God be the glory because mm-hmm. he's fine today, mm-hmm. you know. But so many people, they looked at this thing, and it was just an instant, if you got it, then it's a death sentence. That is not the truth. There are far more survivors, yes, it is, okay, yeah. than there are that have succumbed to it. Now, my heart goes out to all of those that have lost loved ones, but we got to know that just because it's not a death sentence, and especially for those of us that are in the household of faith, if something comes up, we know where to where our help comes Thank from. You. you know what yes, I'm saying? Lord. And, and so, you know, we, we encourage you all to, to recognize that, okay? But all of that I'm saying is to say that even in the light of that, we still have to learn precaution. I've said all along, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. In that sound mind is a spirit of mm-hmm. wisdom. So we have to have wisdom. So that being said, there has to be a new norm. Because like I said at the beginning of this broadcast, we are not going back to where the virus did not exist because it still exists. Hey, Yolanda, it it still exists. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It absolutely still exists. But the key is, is that how we treat it going forth will make a huge difference. Now, another thing that I would really love for us to talk on and touch on is the unproportionate rate of death in our community, our mm. ethnic group. Oh, yeah. And I think that there's a few problems there, yeah. okay? Number one, and the enemy is very conniving and cunning in what he does, okay? He stepped in in the midst of this, okay? I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, this is from the devil. I'm not doing all of that, okay? It's the devil. Okay. But what I will say is this much I know. The enemy will use any situation that he possibly can to try to get a foothold. I agree with you. Okay, and to get a one-up. Okay. I agree. And in the midst of that, when this thing first hit American soil, black people were running around talking about, well, you know, black people can't get it. Well, I know, because I, I, okay. I'm not going to lie. Oh, you know, we can't get it. Right. And I it's like. I heard it. Uh, I believe we bleed red blood. We are still human beings. No, this I, is a no, virus. Yes, we can get it. Mm-hmm. But but because that lie was perpetrated in our communities and our communities bought into it, they did not take precautionary um, steps to protect themselves. That's number one. Number two, one of the reasons why we have such a high rate of fatalities to this is because of our people are more prone to be diabetic, to have high blood pressure, hypertension, smokers of all sorts of things, okay? So the lungs are compromised. All of these things play a role in the fact of why we have such a high um, mortality rate in the midst of this. So we as a people need to recognize that there needs to be a new norm in our lives. We need to be striving to be healthier. I agree with you. We that. need to be striving to be take, to take care of ourselves, to eat healthier. Baby, let me tell you, I love me a good rib, all right? But I'm not going to fine dine on pork every day because I, I do recognize and understand it is not good for me. All right? That's real. Love sweets, but I know I can't eat it every day. And I am not diabetic. But, you know, if I want to be healthy, certain things need to be limited in my life for the sake of my health, for the sake of the way God blessed me. I like that. Um, 
<laughs> I have a comment here that says that blacks, we are not disciplined and we are rebellious, which is very, very true. I said it. Why would we think we wouldn't get it? I heard so many say, well, God got me. Yes, God got you. He got you with some wisdom, okay? Do the right things. Protect yourself. All right, yeah, I got you. You know, don't put him to the test because he got you. Utilize the wisdom that he has given you so that you don't get it. And it's like anything, you guys, and I'm learning. You know, we have to educate ourselves more on things before we start speaking about it. And what I, I love the most is because I was say, you know, because you hear certain things on the radio when you're going to work or in the, on the news every morning, mm-hmm. every day, every second of the hour, they're talking about it. So, and as, um, 45 say fake news, fake news, what's real news? And certain things they they tell us and certain things they hold back from us. And I believe a lot of it um, is also ignorance mm-hmm. on our part. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was growing up, you guys, I'm being honest with you. My husband and I were talking about this the other day. says, you know, when you got sick, they had antidotes and remedies at home. Yes, you know, we is. had stuff called black draw and castor oil. <laughs> And, and chewing, chewing liver oil, liver oil. And, you know, chewing tobacco. You know, I remember one time my grandma was like, mm, I think you got a tapeworm. Take a plug of this tobacco, chew it, and, and, and um, swallow the juice. You know what I'm saying? And you you got to call now. Um, but the, what the, I'm, I'm finding in my face, but here's the key that mess works. Okay. Yeah, I had to take cod liver oil every single day of my life up until a certain day, probably till I left home. I'm so serious. We take those but, same remedies. Exactly. Don't you think so, baby? And, and you know what I never heard of back in the day and didn't realize? Cod liver oil was nothing but omega-3. Shut up. Think about it. I didn't know that. Cod liver oil, oil from the codfish. Hi. Okay. And, and we don't realize that, that, but our parents kept us healthy. Right, but you guys, I'm not a, and I'm not a doctor person. Okay, you guys, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not too good on doctors. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Um, if, if it's not Jesus, you know, what I'm trying to say, then um, I laugh at myself because then I become a doctor myself with myself. So if we get a cough or a cold, you self medicate. You know, I right, go get me some cough medicine and make hey, me some time. I'm on my echinacea gills. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, you guys, I eat vitamin C. You know, and, and different things, and all B12, things. build your body up. Build your body up all the time. So if we get a cold or something, we don't really think much about it. Right. Um, we just, like you saying, we take a little something, drink mm-hmm. tea, get some sleep, mm-hmm. and we just feel like it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel because of health care and, and lack of insurance, and but like you saying, that's another show talking about um, period. It's not very much for poor and black, uh, blacks. I'm not going to just target black people, no, just, but just in, in general. Um, economic people across economically, the board, right? You know, um, if I didn't have a job that had insurance, but uh, good Lord, even when you do go, you're like, how much is that? Yeah. Didn't I have insurance? Yeah. You know, I was telling well, you. You were just telling me about medication that your husband needed that was $500 deductible. Right. Because that, that, was the, deductible. The, that was the duck deductible. The elephant was $5,000. That's yeah. for a month's supply. Yeah. But let's all be realistic. And then you tell me my portion is 500 mm-hmm. So And everybody can't do that. Who can do that? No, I mean, if, you know, who can do that? But, oh, what have you. you know, and Bill Gates. I mean, let's be honest. Um, it's so much easier that way. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like I said again, I'm just sad because I was telling you on my way home yesterday, we, t- we always take a back way to come home. You guys, I've seen three, three four big gatherings. People are still gathering together, no mask. 
And even though you feel healthy and you feel good, we still are not making proper choices yeah. because we're still in our minds don't feel like it can affect us. Yeah. So this is my thing, sir. You know, a lot of people can't comment on this right now. We might start getting some comments in when I mention this. You may not notice it and don't believe it's a new norm, but wait till that basketball and them football season start, and it ain't nobody in the same. With marriages and um, different things now, you you know, they're going to make it where, what, five people at a wedding? Well, I mean, and unfortunately, we have lost so many people, but now they're streaming graveside rights. There's no funeral. They're just live streaming graveside rites, and it can't be but more than 10 people at the graveyard. It's like, you know, a very one of my coworkers and a dear friend of mine lost her mom in the midst of all of this. And while she lived in Atlanta, she was from Florida. And so they wanted to fly her body back to Florida because that was where she wanted to, to be um, buried. It was touch and go. She died on Wednesday. They had made preparations to do the graveside service on Saturday. My friend called me or texted me during the course of the day that Friday. She was like, Mom has missed two planes because they've been canceled. I don't even know if she's going to make it, okay? These are some scary times yes, for, for different, and different things that you never even think about, yeah, you know? So finally her mother made it there at 5 o'clock in the evening, Friday evening, so that she could be buried Saturday morning. It's But, I mean, there, there's so much going on right now, and, and the ramifications of what is going on is changing our course of life forever. You know, like what, what will our grandchildren oh my and my great-grandchildren, what, what will be their experience? You know, um, again, it, with the social distancing and um, the isolation and what have you, I'm, I am just really, really encouraging everyone to take time right now with your family, not, and I said this the other morning on my Facebook Live, not handing them an iPad or a television set and saying, get out of my way, I'm working, but taking time to communicate with them. It is more important than ever right now that we are helping our children to develop their social skills, okay? Yes. Outside of this thing, okay? No, I agree. Outside of the computer, but actually one-on-one conversation. Part of the problem that they're so intrinsically um, into communicating on these is because they, they don't, they're not having one-on-one conversations with us anymore because we're too busy. I was going to say We're that. too busy. Uh-huh. We, we, when I grew up, you know, my mother, my father passed when I was seven, so it was just me and my mom. So my mom worked really, really long hours. She was a beautician, so she would go to, to work at daybreak, and she would not come home to midnight. So I, learned, I was just, it was just me. So I learned to dwell alone. Mm-hmm. Okay, I learned to dwell alone, um, and even to this day, even my husband will tell you, you know, I get up in my room. My room is my sanctuary, you know. Now, I, I do need the camaraderie of my family because I love my family, so I will come out and I will socialize, and then when I'm done, I'm withdrawing to the room. But we, I still grew up having to communicate one-on-one with my mother, okay. Mm-hmm. Now we're in a day and a time where, we take and again we give them that device, that tablet, that phone, that whatever from from infancy. You got 
two-year-olds and three-year-olds that know how to operate your phone better than you do, know how to get around. On the, my great-grandson is three years old. He's been operating his grandmother's tablet for the past year and a half, okay? So at one and a half, two, he was operating her tablet. I've seen it. Okay? So I'm just saying we have lost our ability to connect with our children because we've allowed um, technology to raise them. We have got to wheel that in. And, and this is the perfect opportunity for us to do it because of the self-imposed quarantine that we find ourselves in right now. Take, I, I said this the other morning, take five minutes out of your hour. I understand you there, you working, and you're on a deadline, you got this going and you got that going, but this is not just good for your child. This is healthy for you as well. I agree. Take a five-minute break from that computer screen. Go sit with your child, baby, what you working on? What you doing? You know, do you need some help? What's going on? How do you feel about this? And and, and, and it's certain kids, like high school students and stuff. This is very important right now, sis, because there's a chance that a lot of high school children have been waiting for 2020 to come to graduate and walk across that stage. I asked a young man at work um, um, yesterday, the one I introduced you to today, how do you feel about not being able to walk across that stage? I mean, that's a big to-do when you strive and you worked mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. and just to hear the applause and the accolades. And hear of, your name called. Yeah, and hear your name hear your called. Name you guys, called. I remember walking across the stage and I was like, Poe, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, period. And so that was a big thing to me. I, I think it's sad because now I'm watching, to me, a true minister now is a minister can, can get on YouTube and Facebook now, minister to the people as if he has that same 5,000 mm-hmm. people in front of him. Mm-hmm. But he can still bring that word and still bring that message the same. Right. But I see with certain pastors, this is a big struggle, sis, mm-hmm. because they're so used to the amens and the ahas and, the, and shouting, you better say it, pastor. Mm-hmm. This is what kept them going. Yeah, that's true. So now they don't have that. You know, um, so we're learning, we're learning to adapt to new habits mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, we were watching TV, flipping through the TV the other day. I've never been into wrestling. But I had to kind of roll on the floor and laugh because now they're doing wrestling with just the cameras and the two wrestlers. And now you can really see that it ain't even real no, like not. it used to be. But when no, the people no. were in the back, I was guys, when I, found that out. <laughs> I know. Her and my pastor's wife almost fell apart when they found out the wrestling wasn't real. Oh, I was a little girl when I found out I was done. Yeah, I used they to love done. it. I yeah. absolutely used you to You and Pastor Center. Like my, my mother used to take me to the convention center back in the day. That was the biggest arena in Vegas. We used to go to the convention center to watch wrestling, you know, and I found out that stuff wasn't real and messed me up. But anyway, uh, well, I knew it wasn't. But then I got into the boxing world for 28 years and found out, yeah, that really was Now, real. that was real. That was now, real. Yeah, that was real. Yeah, that was deep. Yeah. But, you know, but we're, you know, this is economy. All mm-hmm. these things have something to do with the economy exactly. and, and them getting paid. Right. I'm just being honest with you. Um, so now what happens, you know? Now, you just said something powerful. Now, how do we bounce back for 16 million people on unemployment? Ooh, I, want, I want to say something to you guys. What's really deep, even right now. I work in a grocery store, but I find myself, I'm not just um, a healthcare and beauty clerk. I'm also a seafood clerk, a meat clerk, a cashier, a bagger, a stalker, and I'm multitasking now because mm-hmm. I'm full-time, and you better get in where you fit in, mm-hmm. and because that's where it's coming to. 
So it's really sad to me because um, I always had a problem anyway with people not getting paid their worth. Mm-hmm. Now they're really not to me getting paid their worth because it. To, if you still want to work, even as it goes right now, you know you got to be able to know different positions. I had a friend of mine that works for Walgreens, and she was saying to me, "I'm not doing that." I go, "Okay, but if you want well, a job, sixteen million people out of work, yeah, you want somebody a job, waiting to right. take a job." Right. And that's 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 something, you know, even my boss even was talking about that. It was like, you know, if they don't want to do what they need to do, the unemployment rate is highest than it's ever been in the country. And they know that now People when you go, you guys, they're locking you out right now, so it ain't easy to collect unemployment like you think it is. I've talked to people all the no, time. No, because guess what? They've run out of money. Right. And I oh, still ain't got my stimulus, you know. Okay, uh, but that's another story in another show. It's, and, um, and, you know, it, but... It's it's really scary to me. It's it's quite different. You know, my husband it was saying the other day this man took his wife to the hospital. Apparently, she just had a baby. Mm. But what they told me is he thought he was going to go home, shower, and come back. You and know what they told him? His baby. Nope. If you leave this hospital, That's it. you will not be allowed to reenter this hospital. Yeah. Come on, you guys. You know what? It's really different. And and I I. I am not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but I really believe that there's a field that you need to be getting into right now, or if you are that, hang out, your shingle out, because think of how traumatized so many people are going to be now where they could not sit by their loved one's bed. They could not hold their loved one's hand. They had to, had to drop their loved ones off at the door, or they couldn't even drive their loved ones to the hospital. The, the ambulance had to come. I just, and it breaks my heart, one of the professors um, at the seminary that I attend, um, his daughter came down to take he and his wife to the hospital, and the wife passed away on the way to the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the, the times in which we're living in. Um, even with my friend that lost her mom. Like, for three weeks, she couldn't see her mother. She spent every weekend with her mother in a nursing facility because her mother was older and had had a stroke and what have you. But for three weeks, she could not see her mom. And then all of a sudden, her mom passed. Mm -hmm. Okay? Think of the trauma that these people are going through. I I promise you, first and foremost, they need our prayers. All the time. They they really, really need our prayers. But they're going to need counseling. You know what? I love Jesus, too. But sometimes you need to talk. I agree to get things off of your, you know, this is, this is, it's real. We're, we're dealing with real talk on real issues. This is a real issue. I want to encourage you. Don't try to go through this alone. No. Okay. No. We understand that God is with you, that we can cover you in prayer. But if you feel you need counseling, yes. seek counseling. Cause that's a taboo in the black community. Yes, and you know, okay. and they're not where you yeah. know. Uh, oh well, we don't do counseling. Well, you better go get some help, don't you? And and I please hear me now. Find a good Christian counselor, somebody Amen. that believes in the Word of God, that didn't just put that name in front of their name as quote unquote Christian. Okay, more so, don't don't even look for a good Christian. Find a child of God. Okay, because I I got a problem with the Christianity thing anyway. But Amen. find a child of God, somebody that has a relationship a real with one. the Lord. A real okay, one. not someone that that is in religiosity, but you need somebody that has a relationship Relationship. with God that can hear through the power of the Holy Spirit and can minister to you where you are. 
Okay, don't try to take all of this on by yourself. Don't do that. Is that's really really important? Yeah, I agree with that. When you said um, seek help, yeah. Um, you guys, um, I'm putting some pastors on on Jump Street now. A lot of them, they ain't got a lot to do now. You know what I'm saying? And them deacons, yeah. And them ushers, you know, Alice. y'all can reach out. You know, and, and, and know this: ministry is servanthood. Amen. <laughs> Your title don't mean jack. Right. I mean, somebody it doesn't matter. And in need, right. Your title, you know, uh, it's out, time out for the armor bearer doing all the work. Right. Get in there, roll up your sleeve. Roll up your sleeve. And, give and, you, and, 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 see, and seek counseling through your church if you have a church or something and find out. I, I was listening, sis, and they were saying that um, during this time, they have a lot of free counseling, you guys, online. Please don't ask me where I just, you know, I'm just hearing various things. Mm-hmm. That, you know, during this time, if you have to talk about it, you know, some people are single and isolated by themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they said that the suicide rate is going to be higher yeah. and, the, and the divorce because, rate. And think about it, because they're already isolated. Now they're even more so isolated. Yeah, and our children Because there's too. some places that they used to go. Because there's some people, hear me, there's a lot of people that go to church on Sundays, <laughs> and that's their only means of connection. Connection. Yes, their only means of connection, especially the elderly, because they're at home alone. Kids don't have time for them. They grow, live in their own lives and whatever, and now they've lost that sense of connectivity. I agree. Okay? So that's why it's so important. Pick up a phone. Check on them. Yes, you Stop by. You know, are you okay? Do you need anything? Now is the time to get out there. And I'm not just talking about the leaders in the church. I'm talking about the lay people. In Everybody. The the, let, this is my pastor, well, our pastor, deals with body ministry. This is the time for body ministry where the body of Christ comes together and ministers to their brothers and their sisters. Uh, and it's vital. It is really, really vital. And this should be part of the new norm. I like the fact now this that... This should be part of the... Yeah, journal. but I do like the fact, you know, it's really weird because this, this in a way, is a blessing mm-hmm. if you look at it in a certain way opposed to a curse because now we have, we're becoming more inventive of how we're doing things mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. More people are reading books. Do you know that they said that the sale of Bibles are up over 100% since no. COVID-19, literally? Um, Bibles, people ordering Bibles and stuff. So what does that mean? More people are getting that word. Thank God more, for that. Well, amen. And, you know, and more people are um, finding um, more ways to be creative in their lives. God is given us opportunity now. Again, yeah. we said on the show, we always say that we never have enough time mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. But if there's ever a time yeah, now, that now's the time. now is the time. You, you know, know, here's another thing, and, and I, I touched on this on one of my early morning um, lives as well. I believe that in the midst of chaos, that's where leaders are born. I agree with you. Okay? Leaders rise to the top in in perilous times such as this. I believe that this is the time that the leaders, that they're inbred, God has created you to be a leader. Let that leadership trait arise now. This is the hour for the entrepreneur. I agree with you. This is the time where those that you've had a dream of entrepreneurship, put that dream to, to work Put it to Amen. work now, okay? This is the time. Find Here is a whole concept of being an entrepreneur. You find a problem, you bring forth a solution. I like that. Thing. That's it. Bottom line, that is how you're successful. There is a problem, you have an answer. There is a need, you have a provision for the Amen. need. That is how 
is done, okay? Right now, you got people that are making buku money, making masks. Okay, even a young me. lady, a young lady out my job, you know, but she's helping promote the young lady. I didn't help promote her. Now she has to pay five hundred dollars, you know, know, for math. But, but I'm telling you, this is the hour. Find a need and meet the need. There are new needs, and we're talking about the new normal. There are new needs that are coming up in this new normal. Find the need, meet the need. Okay, so that you can excel in what God created you for, so that you can rise as one of these emerging leaders to be a blessing and a help in somebody else's lives. Amen. Come on, I, like I want that. you guys, we got 10 minutes to go. I, I really want to hear. I thank you so much, um, Yolanda, for chiming in. We appreciate, we definitely, we love definitely you, thank you. appreciate your comments and what have you. But I want to hear from some others. What are you feeling about the time in which we live in and the new norm that we're finding yourself in? We, we You can call in if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio. You can call in at 657 383 one two eight three. If you're listening on Facebook Live, then put it in the chat. We really, really want to hear from you. What are you seeing and what are you feeling about this new normal that we're finding ourselves in? Because hey, life as we once knew it will be no. I don't, and more. I and I don't feel like it will. And it's so amazing, Seth. You know, when you hear the scripture when God said, "I'm come, I will come like a thief in the night." Oh. You guys, this is, you know, we woke up and here we are. And um, again, to walk outside and put a mask on mm-hmm. and to, you can't touch or embrace anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that you used to group with, like you're saying, I'm still disturbed about church. Um, it, I went into sanctuary to meet with God. Not mm-hmm. that I couldn't do it at home. Right. But I looked forward, but you look forward to that. To I did. Yeah. I, look I, forward. I look forward to that. I know I could get with God anywhere, anytime, <laughs> but I'm, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. But there was something about the coming together. It's the coming, and if you, it, it, you know, especially if they're coming together, you better shut up, you yeah. know, especially when it's like a family gathering. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, now you can't have that gathering like mm-hmm. that anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, like you saying, Seth, you guys, this is real. Mm. You know, this is not... Um, like, you know, at first, you guys, it didn't even seem real to me at first. I'm it was very that. surreal, definitely. Not to me at first. I, I thought this would blow over like <clears> anything <throat> else. You know, I thought this would go away, you know, and now, you know, it's not. And nobody, you know, everybody keeps saying pretty soon they're allowing businesses to open back up. Now they're talking about in the grocery store pretty soon, you know, that you're not going to be able to come to the grocery store and shop. It's going to be curbside. And all online. Everything is online, you know. Uh, you wouldn't believe how many people just come to the grocery store just to see people. Not so much talk to them, but just to see people. You know, and again, football games and football games and My different things. My husband is so Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> He's a sports fanatic, okay? Yeah. yeah. And it is just, it, things are different. I mean, even look, look. We live in Las Vegas, and they are building. They're not even done building this brand-new billion-dollar stadium for Oakland Oakland Raiders to come become the Las Vegas Raiders, all right? And I'm really curious to see what's going to happen in a couple of months. Well, I got a joke for you. A man asked, how serious do you think this COVID-19 is? Do you think it's something that we should take serious? And the gentleman replied, well, let me see. 
They closed down all the casinos, every one of them, uh, beauty supplies and liquor stores practically. So anytime that you get heaven and hell to agree, you're in trouble. <laughs> okay. Okay, you guys, please look at it like that. That was That's a little joke true. to relax the scene, but I'm going to tell you true. something. Come on. Um, you know, I was talking to my cousin the other day, and he's like, out of the whole time ever living in Vegas, I've never seen the strip as black as I've it's seen it. They have cut month. off the light over a month. Here's what I'm saying. This is what I'm talking about. Think of the economy in Las Vegas because that is where 85% of people that live in Las Vegas make their money. I would have been there like the same way. I was and, a hotel manager. You know, you're out of job. You know, and without the casino and without the conferences and the conventions and whatever, the hotels are virtually empty. So, you know, the casinos going dark is one thing, but you don't even have the revenue from the hotels because people come to Vegas to gamble. Right. Okay. Right. You know, um, get married. And not just gamble, but get married and do all kinds <laughs> You know, of there, there's a drive through wedding chapel in Las Vegas. I bet it's doing bank. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. No, for real. No, for real. For no, real. for real. There really is. There's a drive through, and I, my girlfriend actually got that. <laughs> you know, but I, and I'm laughing, but at the same time, it's very serious. What has happened to the economy? And Vegas is not the only place. You've got tourist attraction cities. You know, and I thank God that for Vegas, they shut down and contained. Okay, and so the death toll in Las Vegas is very low. Very low. Um, there, there are COVID cases. There have been fatalities, unfortunately. But it's but not it out of hand low. like it would have been. Look at New Orleans, which is a tourist place, and look at the death toll there. You see what I'm saying? Places at look at New York, which is very, very transient. You know, California. San Francisco. But, but California, that governor jumped on it early on. One of the first ones that jumped on it said, go home. Go home, go home, get off the street. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, like I said, but just like that, too. Go home. <laughs> you know, uh, wisdom, to use wisdom, mm-hmm. and that's, that's important. But just think of, you know, there's so many different phases to this thing that we're not even aware of. And because there's so many different phases that, uh-oh, oh, y'all, you know what? I am so sorry. I'm just scrolling down and seeing all of He's coming. Oh my God! Oh my God! And I'm asking people to comment. Okay, all right. So, hey, we can go a few minutes over because it's our show. We can do what we want to. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Yolanda. So, Michael. Michael said, "A new thing can't be normal. You all are stepping into a new day." There you go. I like that. Um, Welcome to the world system. They will do what they need to do. Do not be alarmed, but but uh, probably by this in the natural was spoken about. Too many have exchanged their birthrights for global rights. In his movement, um, we in this right. Wait a minute. In his movement, this in this generation, we have not been in. So you can't take old things into new things. Study. You're you're absolutely right, Apostle Michael. Um, your soul and spirit is now front and center. Great conversation. Many are natural focus in this supernatural movement. So returning to reforming in his basics, and many are fighting this moment. You're right. You're absolutely right. Too many are fighting in this moment, and God is doing it. He said, I'm doing a new thing. Shall you not know it? You're right. But he also said, 
it's time for servants to really be who they preach. That's it. In this shut-in as it was in, in their, their public, public life. Public life. Woo, that's know. powerful. Now, right are you living in your house what you preached in the pulpit? Mm. Okay. That gave me Seriously. chills. Now, that's a real we can make that's another a real show word. Word. That's a real word. Apostle Michael, we may have you on next week because that's a real <laughs> word right there. That's what are you doing? In this time of quarantine, what life are you living in your house? Hey, Apostle Paul. Hi, Apostle Paul. Love you. Yes, we do look good up here together. Yes. Thank you. We're cute. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love y'all. Hey, Chanel, I see you. Leaders rise to the top. Yes, they do. Yes, yes they do. They do. Um, demand and supply. Absolutely. Chanel says your perspective must be changed on the outcome of this season. Amen. Absolutely. Apostle Paul said, I love it. Because it is of God to bring his people to a new place. Yes, it is. She said, of Jesus is coming, Dreams. Hey, okay. Exactly. You know what? Like she said, some of, you know, like the word said, you know, one will be in the field, two will be in the field, one will be left, the other one will be caught up, you know. What are you doing right now? And this is, we were talking about this this morning, um, about eternity. We are too focused in sometimes on the here and now that we miss eternity. Mm -hmm. You know, we're so focused in on our material things. Oh, I got to have this. I've got to have that. Somebody took this from me. Somebody did that to me. Okay, whatever you are striving to obtain in this earth realm, it's all good, it's all cool, but it can't be the be-all, end-all of everything. Eternity, which is on the other side of this madness right here, is forever. It's forever. So your actions today will be... um, what we call the consequences. The consequences of your actions in here and now will affect your eternity. Think about that. Think about it. In the midst of this. In the midst of this. Hey, Carl, my brother. Hey, hey, hey. Love you. Love you. Love you. Um. Okay, Pastor Paul said, I said, I love it because it is of God to bring his people to a new place. That's right. And my brother Carl said, every knee shall bow. Yes, it shall. In all things. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's a truth. This is the truth. You know, one thing about this pandemic, (laughs) it ain't been choicey, okay? Rich, poor, old, young, black, white. Asian, Hispanic, it has targeted everybody, everybody, okay? So it's time out for pointing fingers. It's time out for thinking that, you know, you're sitting um, on this high horse and looking down on anybody else. We ain't got time for that right now, y'all. Let's just be real. Let's keep it 100. What? We do not have time for that now. Now it's about working together works. Right, Carl? <laughs> Carl, I don't know where that would come from. <laughs> working together works. Okay? Like like we that. have to do that. That was my old boss's his saying. My, you know, y'all know I used to work for Don King, and that was his thing. You know what I'm saying? Working together. Yes, it's raining on the just and on the unjust. Okay? So it's like none of us, none of us immune, are immune to what is going on right now. So we need to come together. This is not the time for division, as the enemy would try to, exactly. to do. That's what I'm saying. It's like he will step into the midst of anything and everything that he can to, like you were saying earlier, 
divide, and And conquer. conquer. We cannot allow that to happen. Now is the time, the new norm, the the new thing that God is doing right now in this earth realm is for us to come together. There's got to be a cohesiveness between us. Red, green, purple, black, white, I don't care what your nationality is. It is time for us to come together. Bury the hatchet. I honestly really don't care about what denomination and what you claiming right about here and now. Now it is about us coming together, working together for a common good, and that is the preservation of humanity. Come on now. And I think that's deeper than any little qualm that you may have right now with anybody, including 45. Okay. Okay. Let's Let's get real. Okay. Mm -hmm. Come on now. Let's work together. Let's pray for one another. Let's serve one another. If you claim to be a child of the most high God, prove it. I agree with you. Prove it. Now it's time Show to for his love. Not just for yourself. Thank but you. For the nation. Amen. And for others. And for Amen. the churches, you guys. They're talking about um, shutting down certain churches forever. No, please. They better stop playing. Please, please, I'm please. telling everybody right now, it's going to be something then. My brother said, the devil is mad. How in the world can your children praise you during this pandemic? Hmm. Okay? We can do it because we know our God. And we here. know in the midst of chaos and all of these things that are going on, he is yet still God. He is yet on the throne, mm. and we yet have a praise, because mm. hi, we yet have breath in our body. J. Moss had a song out many years ago, and he said, oh, because I'm still breathing, you better shut let's up. praise him again, well, well, because I'm saying, still breathing. Hello, okay. because I'm still breathing. Guys, we got to go, but we love you with the love of Christ, and this was fun. This was fun. I'm so glad that we could take Blog Talk, our, our It's Real radio talk show, to a new level, um, to see you guys. You guys get to see us. We get to, you know, interact with one another. Right? I got to go get on this highway and get back up to it. In her new car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's really going through. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, God, it's good. <laughs> yep, it is. Did you see that car? God, it's good. So I'm thankful for my new whip. I am. Oh, God, my goodness. Good, okay. Amen. All right. So we love you with the love of Christ. We love you, guys. We will be back with you next week. Same God time, same, same God, God channel. God bless you. Love you guys. And thank you all for joining for us comments. in the we comments love you guys. and thank everything. You. Oh, and you can get a replay of the radio show um, of this on Sensational or Sensational Radio. Paul, I'm sorry. That's my Godfather Godfather station. Anyway, on his radio station. That's my baby. Okay. Put it in the comments so they can get a list. But Thursday night at 7 o'clock, we rebroadcast on Sensational Sounds Radio. There we go. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. Love you guys. God bless. Bye. I loved it. Five. That, was five. that was definitely a five. That was a five. That was good. That was that really was good. good. Okay, Look, 68 views while we were on. Ooh, ooh. I bet there was more comments, too, huh? Yeah. Well, I think I got all the comments that he put it on there. So just, I'm going to say it. I would hit him post it just in case we had a hard time understanding it. So. Oh.
everybody. This was good. Okay, so yeah, we cut off a long time ago on Blog Talk, but that's okay. Episode.